One of the most experienced Miami Hurricanes football players told me that the speed is up at spring practice this year compared to last year, and he explained why. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So pads came on today. The pads came on at Hurricane Spring practice. That's great. Uh, the not-so-great news is we've got to wait over a week to watch them practice again because this was the final practice day before spring break next week. They will be back the following week, but we got some gems, quotes, coverage with a handful of Hurricanes football players after practice today, and a guy who is always a pleasure to speak to is defensive back to Corey Couch. So we spoke with Couch today, among others. We'll talk about that. Uh, now, Couch has been playing in the star role primarily. You know, his defensive coordinator, Lance Guidry, talked about that, and like a lot of these players do, Couch looks leaner, but he also looks stronger and more muscular. So looks to me like the strength and conditioning program is playing dividends. Um, but Couch said to us that, you know, even though they're not full tackling, right? So the pads have come on, which means the phys physicality in practice is ramping up. Even though they're not full tackling, he said, you can tell who out there is physical by the thudding that they're doing, right? Which is hitting, even if it's not full tackling to the ground, they're out there thudding and hitting a little bit, just not full tackling. So, you know, when we spoke to Couch, he told me, and I, I asked him to elaborate on this, because he talked about how this overall speed at practice, now keep in mind, it's the first week of spring ball. So these guys aren't in mid-season or even preseason form yet at this point, but he told me the speed in practice is faster than it was at this time last year. And so I asked him why, because I was genuinely curious. Does it have something to do with this being the second year under Cristobal? So guys have a better idea what to expect after going through his regimen last year. Uh, if it's a result of the strength and conditioning program, making these guys a little bit faster and a little bit more powerful. Uh, and his answer, I thought, was even better, okay? He said that there's more competition out there, and that's why everyone's moving faster and why it's more intense. Talking about better depth, okay? Talking about guys out there trying to take each other's spots. Uh, a quote that he gave to us was, everybody's hungry right now, he said. Everybody wants it right now. Now, to Corey Couch, he had nice things to say about true freshman, early enrollee freshman Caleb Spencer, who's really been impressing the media. He's a safety uh, Couch referred to him as a ball hawk and did not hesitate in saying that. Now, you know, Spencer, I think he's going to end up being, uh, you know, you can call this a bold prediction on my part. I think Caleb Spencer is going to end up being one of the steals of this recruiting class, right? Miami got some really good ones. Miami got a couple of five stars. Miami got a bunch of four stars. Caleb Spencer was a three star out of Virginia. Now, I'm not going to claim he was completely under the radar because the guy was committed to play for Oklahoma before he flipped to Miami. So obviously a, a big program like Oklahoma 
saw enough in him to offer him a scholarship. But at the same time, um, Caleb Spencer was a three-star, not talked about by me and everyone else in the same way that a lot of Miami's four- and five-star recruits gets talked about. But so far, he's looked like a dog out there. So I think Caleb Spencer's going to end up being you know, one of the most underrated recruits in the country. So some other notes from Hurricanes practice today. Wide receiver Frank Ladson, he was back on the field today. He made his spring debut, so adding a little more depth to that wide receiver room. Uh, here are a couple of notes that I love. You know, I'm going to remember this day, this third day of spring football practice 2023. Today was the day of Maui Goa. It was Maui Goa day out there at Green Tree. So you had Francis Maui Goa, the five-star true freshman. He was getting starting reps today at right tackle for the first time so far. Chris Washington had been the starter there for the first two practices, but now Francis Maui Goa. Uh, now, you know, there is obviously a lot of experimentation and rotation going on this time of year. That's just the way that Mirabal and Cristobal like to do things on the offensive line. But at the same time, it appears that Francis, he's out there earning his keep. And it was cool watching him and Inez Cooper, who we also got to speak to today. I love Big Coop watching the two of them out there anchoring that right side. Inez Cooper working as the starting right guard and Francis Maui Goa. And every he's earned all the five stars he's got. If they could give out the six stars. Somebody said that on our iTunes review earlier this week. If I could give Locked on Canes a six star, I would. If I could give Maui Goa a six star, I would. Watching him and Big Coop on that right side of the line was a lot of fun today. And then the other Maui Goa, the elder Maui Goa, Francisco, he was working with the starting linebackers at starting Mike Linebacker today. So today was the day of Maui Goa. Uh, couldn't happen to a better family. Those guys are awesome. So another uh, player we spoke to after practice today was Miami uh, center, the transfer center, Matt Lee. He's only been on campus for a couple months now, right? I mean, he was in the transfer portal, got to Miami in January, and you can tell not only by watching him and by hearing the legends about his workouts because he was the alpha dog in the strength and conditioning program the last couple of months, but you can also tell by talking to Matt Lee, this guy is already a team leader. He's just got that kind of an alpha personality. Um, and he told some cool stories. You know, obviously he you know grew up, he grew up in Orlando, so he wasn't too far away from Miami. And obviously Miami has a, uh, has a reputation around the country and it's, it's a program a lot of players gravitate to. So he was really happy to become a hurricane, but he told a really cool story about his, you know, his recruitment when he was in the transfer portal and he took his official visit down to Miami, Tyler Van Dyke flew down from Connecticut, his hometown TVD flew down to Miami just to be at Lee's official visit and to help recruit Matt Lee here I think that's awesome leadership from Tyler Van Dyke. And, of course, the two of them, uh, he says they're already building great chemistry on the field because the center quarterback exchanges are always important. You want to have kind of a psychic connection there between the two of those guys. But I, I think it's really neat that, you know, Tyler Van Dyke made sure I'm going to come down and I'm going to be at that dude's visit because I need to make sure we get this center here and we can help make that offensive line better. And, of course, Javion Cohen coming in is a big part of that as well. Have not had an opportunity to speak with Javion Cohen yet. Hopefully that comes. Um, we also got some really, really good stuff today from Colby Young. who I'm a huge fan of at wide receiver. We will talk about that. And, yes, folks, we will talk about the Hoops victory. 
Uh, I did already do a quick Locked On Now video about that, uh, and I'm I'm speaking to you shortly after the Miami Hurricanes basketball team. They take care of business. Quarterfinal round of the ACC tournament. Miami's ACC tournament debut this year. Number one seed. They had the double bye. And it got a little dicey in the final couple minutes. I'm not going to lie to you, but the Hurricanes survived Wake Forest and they move on to take on the winner of Duke and Pittsburgh, which is which is happening now. At the time when I'm speaking, I don't know yet whether Duke or Pittsburgh is going to win that game, but the Hurricanes will take on the winner of that matchup. So congratulations to Canes basketball. We have a lot more to talk about. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And folks, I hope you didn't miss your opportunity to get some action on that Canes game uh, and all the NBA action going on. The midway point of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers at FanDuel get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Wow, that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So on your first bet, you, you have nothing to lose, literally. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained, you know, with all the conference tournaments going on and the big dance coming up. This is the perfect time to get in. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So do not miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Uh, I know our show times have been a little bit weird today because I've been doing uh, morning radio, filling in for Joe Rose on WQAM in Miami uh, up to this point all week. Uh, we will be back to our normal late morning episode premiere times tomorrow because I'm not hosting the morning show tomorrow. So the schedule gets a little bit back in order. And we're going to talk with Malik Rozier tomorrow. Former Miami Hurricanes quarterback Malik Rozier is going to join us on tomorrow's episode. Uh, so uh, another player that's always a pleasure to speak with. We spoke today after practice with wide receiver Colby Young. This guy physically, he looks like he's ready for a thousand yard season. Uh, we did post the full interview with Colby Young to our YouTube channel if you guys want to check that out. So Colby Young, six foot five, big, tall, wide receiver, big hands. You remember he had that huge one-handed grab last year? I think that was against Virginia Tech. And he's looking lean, okay? So Young, he's down to 214 now. He was in the 220s last season. And the big thing for him was, because remember last year he came over from junior college and, you know, he also got in late, like he got in right before fall camp started last year. So he didn't get spring at Miami and, you know, the game at the junior college level where he really dominated, by the way, he was excellent at Juco. The game's not as fast. Like that's what he told me today. Like, why did you want to, why did you want to trim down? And, you know, he told us that he just wanted to be faster in the ACC. And if you remember, those stats that leaked out a couple of weeks ago about, you know, the fastest players on the team in miles per hour. He was the fastest wide receiver on the team in that recent speed test that they had during the offseason workouts. The Colby Young was the fastest wide receiver on the team. And if you look at him, he's definitely trimmed down. Um, you know, he also says like he just feels better being a little bit lighter and he thinks it's going to make him faster. So I certainly like to hear that. Um, you know, someone I saw did not talk to 
But I, I did notice because, you know, when you're in the indoor facility waiting around for interviews, you see guys moving around, guys walking around. Uh, I caught a glimpse of Elijah Arroyo. He was moving around in the indoor facility after practice and moving around really well. Remember, he, you know, had ACL surgery last September. He looks to be recovering very, very nicely, which I love to see. Uh, now, hopefully, uh, I haven't caught a glimpse yet of Trevante Citizen, who, you know, he had uh, knee surgery, I think, about a month before Arroyo did. I've just not, I've not seen Citizen yet. He's hanging around somewhere. I haven't seen him yet. So I'm, I'm going to be looking for him. Hopefully we see him around. Hopefully he's recovering well also, uh, you know, because you know, th these are players, you know, players like that, uh, like Citizen, like Arroyo. We also haven't seen uh, freshman tight end Riley Williams practicing just yet. He must be nursing something. I have seen Jackson Carver out there who looks pretty good. Uh, the other true freshman early enrollee tight end. Um, but, you know, there are certain guys that are just not like healthy, completely healthy yet to fully participate in spring football. And Miami's got a lot of defensive linemen who are not partaking in spring. No Leonard Taylor, no Jared Harrison Hunt, no Akeem Mesidor, no Jake Lichtenstein. And I might even be leaving some guys out. There's a lot of defensive linemen that have not been out there just yet. And I, I think all the names I mentioned are, are going to miss the entire spring period. So while I think it would be nice, obviously, to have more depth in there in the spring, but with all these guys being out, this does give opportunities to certain young guys and transfers like Jaden Wayne and Ruben Bain to get extra reps and have to really step up in spring and incoming transfers, right? Because defensive tackle is going to be so important this year. Like, you know, I'm expecting Leonard Taylor to do well this season. Hopefully his usage rate goes up a little bit and they, they let him get a few extra snaps than the defensive coordinator did last year. But Leonard Taylor, when he was on the field last season was really dominant, just got a, a like a puzzlingly small amount of snaps last year, but newcomers like Branson Dean and Thomas Gore, who transferred in, they're really needing to step up in spring with so many tackles out and, you know, they really need to step up uh, this next season. So, you know, defensive line, especially defensive tackle, has uh, been really uh, thin so far in spring. And, you know, at running back, not having Citizen out there makes that unit pretty thin. So uh, the spring game is going to be interesting, right? Because there's going to be a lot of guys who are not going to be partaking in the spring game. So we're going to see what that looks like. Talk a little bit about the Hoops victory. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. I've been talking so much today, doing the morning show and everything. Oh, I'm almost completely out of voice here, but we'll talk about this big hoops victory and what happens next when we return on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And make sure after you make Locked on Canes your first listen, make Locked on College Basketball your second listen. Andy Patton and Isaac Shade do an awesome job taking you through the entire college basketball landscape in 30 minutes or less, talking to big-name experts, players, coaches, all that good stuff. And it's the time of year for college basketball, my friends. Congratulations to the Hurricanes Hoops team for advancing to the semifinal round in the ACC tournament. They survived against Wake Forest. Appleby is always dangerous. He scored 24 points today. Uh, that, that British player on Wake Forest. Uh, what, what was his name? Hildreth. He hit a big three-pointer that cut Miami's lead down to a couple points with just 2.7 seconds left. So got a little dicey there near the end. Um, the Hurricanes were able to survive. Like they survived against Pitt. 
in the regular season finale. Uh, they did not survive against Florida State the week prior to that when they, you know, they blew a 25 point lead and Florida State just, you know, was able to kind of boat race Miami in the in the final handful of minutes in that game. So the one thing that just concerns me moving forward in the ACC tournament and into the NCAA tournament is this team is just uh, they've had an issue closing out games like over the last three weeks and really longer than that, because even, you know, they were able to close out the second matchup with Pitt. But, you know, they kind of choked in the first matchup against Pitt in Pittsburgh. So, you know, we've seen, you know, that that's like the one thing. Well, I love how many different scoring options this team has and the way that they're able to rebound so well despite being undersized, the discipline and the athleticism. This is an athletic group. These guys can all jump out of the gym. So there's so many things to love about this Canes Hoops team. The one thing that concerns me is just the composure late in games, the ability to close out some of these games. So thankfully Miami was able to survive today. Uh, In the next round, they'll be taking on either Duke or Pittsburgh, whoever advances through that other quarterfinal. But the guy who always seems to step up when he's needed most to really pick up the slack is Jordan Miller. Uh, Second team all ACC, should be first team all ACC. He had 18 points and nine rebounds today. Norchad Omir had a double-double today, 14 points and 10 boards. Nigel Pack, uh, not quite in double figures today with nine points. Isaiah Wong did have 17 points today. I think the previous couple times that Wong had faced Pitt, He scored uh, like 26 and 20 the last couple of times. So I guess that was down a little bit for the ACC player of the year, but still a good performance there. And, you know, eventually the three started falling from Miami. Not a great three-point shooting day, six for 19. But considering they started out 0 for 5 from three, and they started out shooting 4 for 14 in the game before recovering, the Hurricanes ended up shooting 52.5% in this one, 31 for 59 from the floor. So the shooting really, really picked up for Miami. And there's no question they were the better team out there, right? Where, you know, Tyler Appleby maybe was like the best individual performer out there for Wake Forest. Miami was the better team, no question about it. And they're able to survive and thrive and and play another day. And, you know, we know where Miami currently sits uh, in the uh, Joe Lenardi bracketology. He's got them at a five seed right now, which, you know, for the ACC regular season champs at a team that's been ranked basically the entire year. I mean, it's, it's frustrating. Like, it's frustrating to talk about this team as a five seed when I think they can and should be higher than that. But the way that you raise your stock and the way that you raise your seeding is by going as deep as possible in this conference tournament and hopefully winning this conference tournament because there's no reason why the can why the Canes can't win this ACC tournament and you know end up improving their seeding. You know, I know that Coach L did say last week that no matter what seed they wind up with, he would love them to end up in Orlando for the first two games. You know, and, and they could get to Orlando region by uh, getting one of two four seeds or one of two five seeds that could play in Orlando. Um, now, obviously, if it comes down to options like that, you would much prefer to be a four because there are some dangerous projected 12 seeds out there. And every year we always see one, two, sometimes three, 12 upsetting fives, right? It, it happens every single year when you fill out your brackets. So you'd, you'd probably like to avoid the five seed facing one of those dangerous 12s if you can. But again, uh, great, uh, great dub. Despite it being close down the stretch for Jim Laranaga's team, Miami include, uh, improves to 25 and six on the year. 
I know if our pal Hoodie Girl was here, and I think we're going to connect with Hoodie Girl soon on an upcoming episode, but I know if she was here right now, she would say, basketball school. <laughs> Miami's a basketball school. And uh, I saw uh, Kaufman uh, in, in the Miami Herald. She wrote uh, something. I, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. It, it's on my list. I'm going to check it out. But she wrote something about how Miami's a basketball school now, and it's like, ugh. And I love them both. I love, you know, I want it to be everything. I want it to be a football school and a basketball school and a baseball school. I want the women's tennis team to win national championships. Like I want every program to be good. Uh, but I'm not writing off the football team just yet, man. I'm not writing it off just yet. Uh, so huge. I, I loved hearing from DeCorey Couch that the competition level has been faster uh, at Green Tree, and that there's guys out there, they're all trying to take each other's jobs, which is great. <laughs> Everyone play as if they're playing for the depth chart, even if it's March. And thank you guys so much. Make sure if you listen to us on one of the audio channels, and you can get the show pretty much anywhere Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, you can get us anywhere. Make sure to drop us a five star rating. And if you can write us a nice review as well, that goes a long way. I think for one of our next episodes, we'll have a new batch of, uh, of reviews we can read. I appreciate you guys so much for leaving those. And make sure you subscribe. And if you watch us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel there and hit the like button. Hit the thumbs up on this episode. And we will talk to you again tomorrow with Malik Rozier, former Miami Hurricanes starting quarterback and the last guy to win 10 games playing quarterback at Miami in a season. Malik Rozier is going to join us tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.